Welcome to a new episode of Lift Off, a Jets football podcast with your host, Chris, and from playlikeajet.com, Mr. Sharman Phillip. And remember, you can catch us everywhere you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and we're also on Amazon as well. Um, follow us on Twitter, the show, at LiftoffJets, Sharman uh, at GrownFolk1980, and myself at CP7NY, and we're also on Sportswire Radio, and you find us there at sportsanarium.com backslash player and you can follow the station manager there thomas bryce at thomas bryce 2017 for all the scheduling charmin what's going on man another week closer to camp <laughs> yeah uh can't come quick enough for me um yeah i, I miss football man <laughs> yeah i really do yeah uh, all this soap opera stuff needs to stop give me some real football yeah <laughs> Up with the yeah. We want to see some action on the field. We want to see something. <laughs> I, I yep. totally agree with you. Um, speaking of the drama, you know, like we heard the other week, um, Deshaun Watson settled with, I think the number was 20 out of the 24 women that were accusing him of the stuff. <laughs> settled with 20 of them. Um, and they're coming closer to a a decision on how many games he's going to get suspended. We, we I, I'm sure you've heard like a, a full season, half season, four games, eight, you know, all these different things. Um, and w- what I was thinking of just before the show, we kind of spoke about it a little bit was if, if they're hearing that it's going to be a year or even half a year, let's say, are they going to go back to Baker Mayfield before they trade him and say, you know what, maybe Maybe you could stay here for your last year and and play out your contract here. We may need you, you know. Or they, or do you think they're um, the bridge has already been blown up? Forget about crossing it. Like, <laughs> like, what what do you think is going on? I mean, normally the bridges get burnt, but the fact that you said blown up kind of <laughs> kind of you know really maximizes and the explanation of what happened. Um, I think the fact that the organization themselves called him out multiple times, they need a more adult person and all this stuff, man. It's hard for you to go back on that, right? Didn't they get somebody else in the room? Yes, they got, uh, what's his name? Oh, um, oh man. Uh, the guy from the Colts, he went from the-, the uh, Brissett. Yeah. I think yeah. He- but so not a bad backup for a few games, but I don't know about a whole season of percent. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, he's he's a backup at this point in his career. Not a bad play, really bad player. He's okay. Could do worse. He's you know, yeah, exactly. Okay. I, I think I think you're right with that. Um, just such a weird predicament to get in yourself into, unless you know, they're um, the Browns are playing check. Uh, chess and we're playing checkers. I don't know how, but uh, you know, there's always a a, a, a a very tiny sliver of hope that the Browns are actually smart and we're stupid. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I think they're better off keeping them. You know, and Baker, and to be honest, I think it's better if Baker stays too because look where he's going to get traded to. They were talking about Seattle. Seattle. And we heard Carolina. Yeah. Well, do do you think Seattle is a bad bad, uh, place to go? Hey, Russell Wilson wanted out. (laughs) Well, well, to be fair, Russell Wilson was there for a very long time. So um, maybe his time was kind of, but think about it. Who would you? I, like? I think it. I think it plays. I think it plays well into Baker's hands if he goes somewhere like Seattle, where they don't need him to be the man. The problem is, does he want that kind of situation? Does he, or does he want to be the the guy flinging the rock around a million times a game? That's the question. The question is, what does he want? Now, you know, you read tabloids and you read. You listen to talking heads on television, and they all tell you that Baker Mayfield is that kind of guy. He likes the attention. He likes to be the center of attraction. And being in Seattle, that's not what it's going to be. You know, the Seattle running running game is what's on defense is always going to be, you know, 
the star on top of the Christmas tree for uh for the Seattle Seahawks once they have that same coach that they've had for the last how many years in Carroll. Right. And you know, so not gonna be that good this year. They're yeah. Not, they're not gonna be in the uh, you know, any kind of competition for that division because you got San Fran, of course you got the Rams and you got Arizona as well. So I don't even see them being in contention for maybe even not even for a wild card at, at this spot at, at this at this time, you know, Carolina. Maybe. Yeah, and and Carolina, when you end up having a very full room, right? Um, maybe that's where you're going, unless they're willing to part with Sam Donald or the other kid. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's, that's another that's another confused. In, in my opinion, confused situation over there, too. Um, are they going to actually give Sam Donald a last shot at, at, at becoming something, you know, and, and, tr- and trust that the talent is there and they, they could uh, cultivate it? I, I don't know. Um, that's, that remains to be seen. Um, but, taking, but, but for Carolina, doing the Baker move to me would make the situation even worse than it already is. So I don't see, I mean, I know everybody, like, you know, it's easy to just link teams that have quarterback questions with a quarterback that's out there. But are the teams willing to move on from what their situation is? That's the question. Right. Uh, for, for me, if I was Seattle, I wouldn't. You thought Sam Donald would be something for you. You know, he hasn't. You know, give him his last shot. Even if this season is going to be the last season you keep him for, you know, keep him for the season, let him run, give him all, everything that he needs to try to be as successful as possible. And let's see how it works out. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's going to be an interesting situation. I think once they find out exactly when, how many games he's going to be suspended for, then I think they'll decide what they're going to do. Because it's been kind of I think. Do you think? Do you think this man is gonna get anything less than a, a a season? He shouldn't get less than a year, but I can't see him. This is <laughs> because because in the name of the shield, right? Mm-hmm. You know, can't be you know can't be the name of the shield or dirty right. the shield or whatever. Man, listen. And if any conversation we've had for the last how many months now in in the NFL offseason, most of the conversation we've been having. It's as of a negative connotation because of what he did or what he did, allegedly did, you know. So, um, excuse me, <laughs> if you really stand by the, you know, you have to keep the shield in high regard as at always at all times, this man needs to go away for a significant amount of time. You know, I don't care what he says he did or he didn't do. It doesn't matter to me. He, he created a situation where the, the NFL was spoken about in a very negative light. So, you know, if I did anything like this at my job, I'd get fired. <laughs> yeah. But he's too much of a big asset. They can't do that to him. So there you go. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, I'm sure it's going to be a year, but we'll see. Maybe, uh, maybe less, hey, maybe more. But um mm-hmm. The, the key thing here is we got to remember two dates coming up. July 19th, rookies for us are going to be showing up for camp. And then the following week, July 26th, is when the veterans show up. So those are the two dates we got to remember. Um, we're going to finish up our preview and stuff by then, so which will be fun. Um, the other big news this week, not really big news, but Terry McLaren signs with Signed an extension with the uh, Washington Redskins. Uh, you mean me. Commanders? Washington. Oh my God! Yeah, it's gonna take a little while. I like it better that way, but uh, <laughs> the only big news, right, that came out. Um, it's been kind of quiet. This is usually the quiet time for the NFL, so um, I'm happy that got over with because I know they were talking about possibly trading him and sitting out. You hate it is way too dynamic. The yeah. kid is way too dynamic. Pay the kid, keep him around. Exactly. I mean, oh my goodness. Yeah, keep the talent in house as much as possible. Especially for a team like that. They they need yeah. They need, they need every bit. Uh yep. Positive. 
in a way that Washington's been through enough and they're still going through it now, right? So mm. that's a whole other issue. Yeah, there. a whole lot of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, we're going to continue our, uh, our preview in the uh, positions for the Jets heading into camp. Last week, hopefully you guys listened to our episode with DJ, uh, the Jets beat writer, um, leaving us, leaving our team, I should say, um, onto bigger and better things. And we're expecting an announcement soon from him. So that should be fun. Very happy for him. Um, but uh, this week we're up to, we're going to finish up the offense with the tight end position and the running back position. Um, so let's start with the tight end position because that's been a basically a black hole for a pretty long time for us. I, I can't remember the last time we had two, possibly three really good tight ends on our team. Yeah, that was a pretty apt description of what the Jets tied in room has been, right? A black hole. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, we were talking about it before. And we, the the last name we could think of. Um, forgive us if we were completely wrong, and somebody could remember somebody else. But it was way back in the days of uh, what's his name again? I just forgot oh. his name. Dustin Keller, I think it was Dustin that. Keller. I mean, that's incredible. You know, it's incredible to have somebody. I think Rich Samini said some uh, at some point said something about the tight end snaps stats for the, from the time of Dustin Keller to now is a, is what he said about two thousand yards or something like that or about a thousand yards or something. Like that. I believe, I and you know what? But what it, whatever yeah. the number was, it sounded incredibly weird. Like why? <laughs> it's like there's no way you yeah. you would have to be trying hard for you to have that little amount of yards right, in that many years. It's amazing how bad, and I went back, I didn't want to go all the way back, but I went back to as far as 2008, just to mm. get, like names that we've had, the players that we've had in tight end. And listen, I'm going to say this right now, no disrespect against any of these guys. We, I totally respect all these guys, their, their talent. So I'm not trying to put them down at all, but a lot of these guys are just not starting tight ends or even backup tight ends at this spot. But I'm going to go through these guys' names, okay? Now, of course, recently we've had Ryan Griffin, Tyler Croft, and Tra Tra Trayvon Wesco, right? Mm -hmm. so now we start getting a little further back. We've had Daniel Brown. We've had we, Chris Herndon. We traded to Minnesota for a fourth mm -hmm. round. I don't know how we got that, but um, going a little further, Eric Tomlinson, Jordan Leggett. Austin mm. Sperian Jenkins. Mm -hmm. Will oh, no. Brandon Bostic. Kellen Davis. Jeff Cumberland. Jay Samaro. Zach Sudfield. <laughs> Kellen Winslow Jr. That was the guy I thought we were uh, we hit on. But, yeah, but no. No. Uh, <laughs> Conrad Rulin, uh, Hayden Smith, Dustin Keller. That's our bright spot. Mm -hmm. Matthew Mulligan, Ben Hartstock. Chris Baker, he was pretty good. Oh, yeah, Baker was not bad. Yeah. Uh, Bubba Franks, but we got him after he was, I think, past yeah, he was. Five. Yeah, he was not the same guy after that. Yeah, you're right. And all those names, I, I might have missed one or two in the last 14 years, but that goes all the way back to 2008, those names. That shows and nobody and, and nobody of caliber, uh, anybody of quality, like high-end quality that was a threat against a defense where defenses came in knowing that it was going to be a problem right so it's been a long time since the jets had any kind of threat and i i think this this room this tight end room is pretty uh versatile and i think they all of them stand for different things uh which is a pretty good way to attack a situation when it's that bad or you know like you said, if you're going to plug a black hole, you better do it. <laughs> you, you better do go big, go big or big. Uh, can't even speak anymore. You better go big or go home because it'll take everything to get it. And they, the Jets basically went out, went all out. Uh, a lot of places I read or uh, people I heard uh, some podcasts, what I heard was, uh, they thought that the Jets had more important places to put 
to or more important holes to fill than the tight end. Um, I know for sure whoever says that hasn't been watching a lot of Jets football. <laughs> tight end is important too, and we just never filled it. <laughs> All those yeah. So um, exactly. So obviously this year, major uh, major changes to the tight end position. Uh, we signed C.J. Umazu, Umaza, excuse me, from Cincinnati. Uzama. Uzama. <laughs> and Tyler Conklin from Minnesota. Yes, and sir. Then, and then we ended up drafting Jeremy Ruckert out of Ohio State. So yeah. try to let's 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 talk about C.J. first. Well, what's your thoughts on him? C.J. is more of the guy that we would line up closer to the line of scrimmage of the or, or closer to the. Uh, the blockers or the or the offensive line, right? He's more of that tight end in that situation, you know, where you you're talking about a guy that's, you know, you put him in line. Basically, that's what it is. It's an inline tight end. You know, he's gonna play from that situation. You're gonna play from that position. You could, you know, he blocks and he runs pretty crisp routes and gets open pretty frequently. He had a pretty good, probably his best season. As a, a career of his career last year with the Bengals, um, and uh, he fits that mold, you know. And he is a veteran, so he understands the game on that level. Uh, so you you take that, and then you add to it a third down guy that is pretty good at receiving the ball and pretty good at getting open himself. Uh, um, I yeah, in in Conklin. Um, so you got you have that. And then on top of that, you go in the draft and you get a kid that I think could do both pretty well. I think he could do the inline thing pretty well. Um, I want to say pretty well. That kid is nasty as a blocker. He's just pure nastiness when it comes to a blocker, being a blocker. And the fact that he went into Ohio State as a receiving tight end, learned how to be a blocker, became so good at it that they would not let <laughs> They, not that they wouldn't because they had so many wide receivers around him. He didn't have a choice but to block. And he, he just did the best. You know, he made the best of us of the situation and he became a very good piece for them, you know, in, in the blocking game. So uh, I think the talent is incredible from all three gentlemen. I think they all serve this. I think will serve their purpose. Or I think the idea that the, the front office and the coaches have. I think that that's a perfect way to try to plug a hole like that. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty happy with all three guys. Cool. What, what about Ty Conklin? I know, uh, I think a lot of people didn't really see him that much playing for Minnesota. What's, uh, what's your thoughts on him? Oh yeah, no, very talented guy, man. Um, I think, I think you saw that talent shine last, last year with, with the amount of yards he had. Um, I, I think I had his 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 production somewhere, uh, but um, but you could see in his he has the the move you know the movement skills he had he he knows how to get open he has pretty good hands you know uh, so I you know I I'm 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 pretty certain that he's gonna be a big a big deal for Zach Wilson, especially, like I said, on third down, I think, I think that's, he's a very good addition that way for the Jets. So um, he's going to be fine. He's going to fit in really well uh, with what the Jets want to do. So um, yeah, I'm happy that he's here. I, I don't, I don't think he's a bad blocker also. I don't think he's the kind of blocker that, um, that Uzama and uh, the kid is, uh, and record is, but I think, I think he, you know, he knows how to get his job, the job done basically. So the Jets could run 11 personnel and, you know, and don't, and, and don't sweat it out, you know, or run two tight ends and don't sweat it because both guys could do their jobs, you know, uh, and then you don't have to rush record because you have two senior guys there that could run, could do, could do the job. And uh, whenever he comes along, you know, you could put him in into the job because we've seen, as Jets fans, we've seen the Jets try to, uh, you know, groom a young tight end 
and <laughs> to no avail. So um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how it works. But I think I like the way that they brought him. They brought them on. I I love I love the Tyler Conklin um, addition because I think he brings a little bit different skill set than Uzama into the room. And he had a really big breakout year this year. His first yes seasons he only had 27 32 catches his first three seasons combined and then last season he had 61 catches for 593 yards three touchdowns so that that was a big breakout year for him so hopefully he'll just continue that with us and then you know i i think it surprised a little bit uh by the jets drafting ruckert in the what wouldn't get him in the fourth round or third round third round i think yeah third round um, so that, that was a little bit of a surprise, I thought, getting him, because after we signed two big tight ends, I figured, all right, our tight end room is good, but to get him as well, I, like I said, I don't, I can't remember, definitely not having three tight ends, and I, obviously, we went over the names, I don't remember having two good tight ends, so now we got possibly three really good tight ends in our room, and just to add to the tight end room, uh, Kager, Lawrence Kager, is, um, he's been working out as a tight end as well. Yeah. And they said he looks great, but they said wait till camp starts because that's when he's going to start blocking and let's see how he blocks, <laughs> right? So mm. so let's not get too excited. And I don't think they're going to keep <laughs> tight ends on the roster anyway. Maybe want to go on to the practice squad if he's lucky. So we'll see that. So I, I – I- Good. I'm sorry. I, I, I just wanted to bring up the, the whole because I spoke about Conklin and his blocking. I think I think he had I, I'm pretty sure I was I was just whilst you were talking, looking at looking for um, I, I saw film of him blocking some. Oh, yeah. He was blocking um, pass rusher from Arizona. Um, Jones. Right. Oh. That's Arizona's uh, 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 really good elite level <laughs> edge rusher. Yep. That's his name, right? Yep. Tyler Conklin was blocking this man one-on-one as a tight end. Stomped the crap out of him. Like, I mean, stoned him. Not just, not threw him down or anything like that, but stoned him. Like, he could not get off the block. You know, you talk, so, so if I, I, if you, if I'm telling you, you're going up against one of the best pass rushers in the NFL as a tight end and you've stopped him multiple times, you're a pretty good block. So, you know, if I kind of underscored how good, or I did not underscore how good of a blocker he is, that's my proof that he's a very good blocker. So you, so these guys, it, it's just, it's, it's very good what Joe Douglas has done here. Even if a lot of people don't think that it was a, a, a good idea for the Jets to get both Uzama and Conklin and then draft uh, the kid from Long Island. Listen, and, and the two guys, CJ's 29 and Conklin's only 26. Yeah, exactly. Prime. I mean, it's not like we're getting old tight ends at the end of their career or something. We got guys in their prime right now, and Ruckert is not even there yet. So, I, I mean, this is a great tight end room. This is one room, one position where you're like, I am not worried about that at all. No question marks. We don't have to worry about someone coming back from an injury. Well, CJ's coming back from an injury, but, and so far it seems like he's going to be okay anyway, but um, I mean, tight end is that's, and getting back to it, we have not felt this way in forever <laughs> about this yeah. where we're like, Oh, this is great. We got three tight ends, you know, we're set. I don't think we've ever said that. I know, I know. We've never said that. It's true. And you, 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 you went all the way back to uh, to two thousand eight. <laughs> yeah, I was like I don't want to keep going back because then I'll, I'll come up with money, and I, it's not even worth it. So yeah, um, but pretty amazing um, to say the least. So I think we're good at tight end, um, just to add to wide receiver. So offensively, man, we are really good. Our I think just looking back quick before we get to the running backs. Our really only question mark on offense is really, I don't want to keep pointing them out, but Makai Beckton is really the only question mark. I mean, Wilson's a question mark, obviously, until he steps up 
okay, that's a whole different story, but just physically and and all that, I think it's just Becton is the one that we really have a question mark about. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, it's not like we want to be beating a dead horse, but it is what it is. Right. Uh, um, you know, I know the injury last year again, and like I said it over and over again, I have to say it because I keep hearing people talking about he's injury prone, they need to stop. The, the man is not injury prone. What happened last year was a freak injury. So that's not the, the, you know, the fact that he accidentally, somebody accidentally rolled up on his knee and tore it did not, you know, does not to me constitute a, 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 a injury prone player. Um, he's, he's, he's good. The guard play was horrible. The guy drove a guy back into him and rolled his knee. That, that's how it is. Um, the, the situation around what happened with the Jets and the, the, you know, how they, you know, the prognosis of his, of his injury. I listen, I think we've seen this before. Teams do mis make mistakes like that. Things happen. Uh, sometimes these stories and exactly what happened in the back end of things here will not come out until, you know, maybe he's ready to in retire. Or when he's when he leaves the Jets, whenever that is. So, um, so I don't care. We, I, I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath to see the man actually participate in practice and stuff like that. Like everybody, every other Jets fan. But that's it. So yeah, like I said, tight end situation. The only other guy you got Kenny Yaboa from last year. Yeah, but. You know, him and, uh, like I said, Kager are probably going to be the two guys that are definitely not – I don't see them carrying four tight ends. So I would think yeah. one's going to be on the practice squad and one might be moved, cut, or traded. So we'll see ain't, about that. You know. Ain't that beautiful? Ain't that beautiful, man? Yes. You know? That is. We have a problem like we've never had before. <laughs> too many players. Too, too many talented tight ends. <laughs> Wow, I don't, we've never said that before. <laughs> no, no, nope, not as a Jets fan. I've never said that. Definitely not. Not that. Yep, I've never been any other Jets, uh, any other football teams fan. But uh, as a Jets fan, no, never said the Jets have too many talented tight ends. Never said that before. Sounds like a tongue twister too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the the last position that we got to go over with the offense is the running back position and. Um, of course, we got Michael Carter from last year. Tevin Coleman was re-signed. Um, but we also drafted Brees Hall in the second round. We tra traded up, obviously, to get him. Mm -hmm. uh, awesome in college. Uh, but now he's not, he's not signed. And actually, Max Mitchell is not signed either. Well, what's yeah. your thoughts on that before we get into the rest of the running backs with these guys not signed yet? Not really a big deal, in my opinion. Uh, there's several second round players, players that actually went before him, Brees Hall in the third round that has in, that in the that hasn't signed. So I'm not, you know, in the second round. I mean, I'm not really worried about that. Um, I, you know, just for just for, uh, you know, just to, you know, where where what did I have? What did I? Okay, here we go. Uh, second round players that are notable that hasn't been signed. We're talking about, so Brees went at 36, right? So let's see, at 35, Tennessee signed, uh, uh, drafted Roger McCreary, the cornerback. He mm -hmm. is not signed. Right. Uh, at 33, Tampa Bay drafted Logan Hall, the defensive end. He's still not signed. Um, and I think there's one other notable player too. Uh, I think it's Abaketti. I think that hasn't been signed either too. And he got signed, he got drafted in the second, in the second round too. So, um, there's a, there's a ton of second round guys that hasn't signed all up in the thirties. Um, like I said, Logan Hall is 33, uh, McCrary was 35, um, that hasn't that haven't been signed either. So, so I don't think it's an odd thing. I just think that's how teams work. Teams have a basically kind of weird way of doing things. They 
they they tried not to set precedent. Unless you're the Browns, you don't do that. You don't set precedent. Uh, but um, yeah, that that's what the issue is. I don't think there's no big deal here. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, didn't um, was it Zach Wilson or was it Sam Donald that went right down to the starter camp or the day before camp before they signed? Was it Sam Donald then? I think it was Sam Donald. Thinking about it. Before. And then he came, if I remember clearly, he came onto the field and then they were, and then everybody started slow clapping, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Sam Donald. I don't think they ever had an issue signing Zach Wilson. Right. Because I remember us having that conversation where we said that it kind of was refreshing that there was no issue there. Yeah. I could be wrong, but because I'm getting old, I remember stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm with you i'm not really worried about it it is what it is it, and listen it's not money because they're all slotted for a certain amount of money so it's more just the language of the contract i think that was with sam's too and bonus money and all that it's all language crap that we don't that you know that we don't have to really worry about so i'm, I'm sure it'll be fine he'll be in um still got a few more weeks to go so not a, not a big deal. Um, so the running back spot, like we said, we got Brees Hall we drafted. Returning, again, Michael Carter coming into his second year. Of course, his rookie year looked great. And then a couple other guys where I don't know if they're going to be around. Uh, you got uh, LaMichael Perrine and you got Ty Johnson coming back. And you also yeah. a new kid, Zonovan Knight. Yeah. Um, I don't know too much about him. I don't know if you knew. I don't know if you watched any film on him. No, didn't. Yeah, yeah I don't know too much about him. I saw a few people that I trust say certain things about him. Um, I can't, you know, I can't uh, really back up any of it, so I won't say it unless I watch him. Um, P. Ryan drafted hasn't really nothing. Yeah, you know. Uh, and 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 the more we see, it's kind of to the point where we're saying they just not a fit for the kind of a scheme that they run, right? Um, I think he also has vision issues, and, and and you know, there's a lot of running back basics that he kind of just falters or he has issues with. Uh, Devin Coleman last year showed a lot. I like I like him. I like him being the veteran being that he played in the system before and he understands how to do it. Um, I like a room where there's a veteran. Uh, so he, they could, he could basically guide everybody um, on the way, on the ways of attacking the position in that particular scheme. So um, you take Coleman, in my opinion, you take him, you take uh, uh Michael Carter and you take Reese and then you put them together and I think you have a hell of a combo uh, going into games, um, you know, during the season. So I'm I'm pretty happy with what they've done. I and and again, to to be clear, all these guys fit what they ask the Jet what what this system demands of running backs. Uh, I think the only thing we're talking, we, if we're talking about anything, the only issue is, is say Michael Carter's blocking, but he was a rookie last year, so I'm 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 not gonna take too many shots at him when it comes to blocking uh, on passing downs. Um, Brees Hall was a pretty good blocker in college. I'm not worried about that. I think he's gonna find he's gonna get his his legs on them. Devin Coleman is a is, has been doing it for a long time. This is not really a problem for him. Uh, but um, I think the room is dynamic enough. I think everybody could receive out of the backfield or our threats out of the backfield uh, when the ball is uh, when the ball is uh, when it's going to be a passing when it's on passing downs. I mean, uh, so so it, it again it goes to show you how well thought out. In my opinion, a lot of those picks were when it comes to the Jets and the front and the front office and the coaches and the coaches because they have replacements or backups even if they're not at the same level they're all slotted like they could perform 
even when guys go down. So it, 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 it's, it's kind of refreshing as a Jets fan to see your offensive team have backup to backup to backup that could slide into the starting role and kind of do probably not as dynamic as the starter would, but approaching that. So the Jets basically off their offense can't fall on their face just because one guy got injured. Right. I wonder, I, I, I'm thinking P Ryan's going to be the, the odd man out at least. Um, yeah. Yeah. Feels I, that way. That kid that, that was on the, the team last year, if you remember, he, he showed a little bit. I thought, uh, what was his name? Austin Walter. Yes. Right. I think he's not, he's yeah, he's not on the team anymore. I think he got, he, I'm not sure where he is. Oh, but he went late, the- late, yeah, late last year somewhere. I think some other team picked him up. Oh, okay. I can't remember where he is now. All right. So if we go with the four, it looks like it's going to be, you know, no, no big uh, surprises here. You know, you know, you got Tevin Coleman, you got uh, Michael Carter, Brees Hall, and probably Ty Johnson. You think, or you think they'll bring on Zonovan Knight too? I think he's got a uh, camp, right? I would think. Obviously. Yeah, we'll yeah we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right now, Walter is not signed. So, when when we look back at the offense, now that we we looked at every position, and let's not get into it again. But other than Becton, when you look at this offense, what other is there another position or a player that you're kind of got a question mark over their head and you're like, we got to see, you know, like, are you worried about it? <laughs> Man, uh, I'm, uh, it's, 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 it's hard to say. Um, and it's, again, another reason why, you know, we were so high on this team. We, we don't, as, as fans, I think we don't know exactly what we're going to get. I think we have hopes, but the fact that we could go around and make it the question of who's the question mark on your offense is kind of tough. That means the assembly of talent has reached a heights that we've been asking for, for a very long time. So um, I I'm, I'm happy, you know, but yeah, I can't find it. Wide receiver, man, that, those guys are interchangeable. They could do so many different things. Um, uh, offensive line, you get uh, probably maybe backup, maybe swing tackle. Maybe that's the issue. Maybe uh, backup guard. Maybe that's that's the guys that you start questioning. Hey, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, that's 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 the question mark. If anything. Even I'll throw another name out there to you that along with Beckton, I, I think Fance as well. He did play well last year, but was he was he challenged is what I was gonna get to. Like who did he face? Uh um right when we look back at his I don't think I yeah, man, listen, this is the NFL. <laughs> okay. You're playing if you're playing left tackle in the NFL and you're putting up the numbers he did. You can't question this man. There's no way you're questioning this this, this guy. He, you know, he, you might not say he's an elite um, left tackle or elite tackle, but he ain't that far away. You know, he's not that far away. And you're talking about about a guy that hadn't had that many snaps at this position in the first place. This is this is probably what was his was his second year or third year of playing the position as a starter? Really? Yeah, I would say. So that means, so you're talking about a man, yes, in age, he is older than normal, but he spent a lot of years on the bench or as a backup. Right. So you take, so you take that into consideration that he's a late bloomer. You know, he's, his game is starting to get to the level that he wants it to later in his career. So I'm not worried about fans at all. To tell you the truth, I really I'm not. Um, I think I think they're gonna play to his strengths. I think the the scheme plays to his strengths, basically. 
So um, you put you put that very athletic guy could play out on an island because he of his athleticism. Um, I don't think he's the best run blocker. I think if that if that's the question you would want want me to ask is the fact that he's not that guy. You every almost everybody else on that line is good at run blocking and very good at run blocking except him. Uh, so um, of course. Uh, it, it, I mean, we would be remiss to, if we didn't mention um, AVT playing, moving from left to right. I mean, we could he could say it however he wants that, you know, he's always in the change before. This is the pros. And you're going to have some growing, some pains that you shifted, you know. Uh, so, I'm, you know, I, again, I don't think he's going to fall flat on his face or, or be a GVR type of player. <laughs> but you know but i think right i think he's gonna i think he's gonna have his pitfalls but again seeing that a guy might not achieve a high you know high percentage of really good plays or he becomes like a elite player is different from saying you know that a guy is a bust and none of those guys on that line right now even some of the backups are not terrible players and we've we're jets fans we've seen terrible we, we know what it looks like it looks like you know so so the offensive line in my opinion again they might not be without their you know their faults but they're not the worst if if you want to be conservative an average offensive line is probably the best thing for a, for an, a team there's not a lot of teams in the NFL that have average offensive lines. We know this. We know this. We've seen teams make runs in the playoffs where their the offensive line is questionable. Uh, well, last year, the Bengals? Right, the Bengals last year. I mean, they made it to the Super Bowl with guys. An average line? Are we, yeah. What are, we, what are we talking You thought the Bengals line was average? I don't think their line was average at all. I think it was below average. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, and, and and that's not that's not to kick them in, you know, or, or you know, besmirch them in any way. But I'm just saying, it's true. On average, that line across is a below average line. But what they do when they needed to play well, they played well. That, that's it. That's all it matters. That's all that matters. If those guys on your line could step up when you need them to step up, doesn't matter how bad the stats were last week or the week before. Does not matter. And that's what they did. And, and in my opinion, the player the Jets have could do that. So I'm not worried about the offensive line. We spoke about the tight end room. I'm not worried about those guys. I think, yes, Rooker is going to have his blurring pains. I think uh, there's probably going to be a little bit of a growing, growing pain situation for both Ujama and, and Conklin in the system because we've spoken about this ad nauseum that the Benton scheme and the blocking scheme is different from normal zone blocking. Where he, he's, he really wants you to um, dot your I's and cross your T's uh, when it comes to the basic of run blocking and pass blocking. So, um, so that there might be that, but but overall, there's not too many worries on this offense. And this is the part of the team, in my opinion, that should be carrying the team. You know, so I am very happy with what they've gathered, and can't wait what they could do uh, this season. Oh, absolutely! I, and that's why I said if if they're if everything goes positive for us. Right. If Becton is back for a full season, fans fine. The offensive line, no injuries, no major injuries. Obviously, injuries are going to happen, but no major injuries. And Zach really takes that next step. This offense is going to be really good. And it's something that we got to start to warm up to that this offense could get really good. Like, I'm talking like we were really bad last year, right? Bottom of the league. Yep. Bottom. So if we could get to the middle of the pack, that'd be a huge improvement. You know, if we could get to at least 15th, and I, I don't think that's 
asking, I mean, it's probably asking a lot to improve that much, but I think we could do it if everything works out right. What's your thought? You think we get 15, 16-ish top offense? That's it? not, of course not. I don't see, I don't, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a, a ridiculous thing to say. Top 20 in the NFL from the bottom of the league. I mean, it's a huge improvement when you think about it. Yeah, massive improvement. But yeah. this is what the NFL is about, guys. Um, we've, we've seen that happen. And I, I, I'm not going to say it, but everybody wants this. Everybody says, okay, I'll say it. The Bengals did it last year. <laughs> not that their offense sucked. Their offense was always pretty good. But team-wise. Um, so I think, I think, you know, getting everything together and getting your ducks in a row like the Jets have um, off-season-wise. Now it's it's time for the players to do what they have they have to do on the field, and if they do, everything basically will just line up. I like I like it. I, I think I think they have a good chance of doing what Chris said. I'd say top twenty in the league offensively. I I wouldn't be surprised if they rank in at the end of the season rank 15, 16 at all. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Going back to Cincinnati last year, going into the season, Vegas had their odds for the Super Bowl. At fifteen thousand to one. There you go. And they're over and under in wins with six and a half. Somebody made a lot of money. Yeah, and that's basically where we are this year, right? That's where over and under is like six, five and a half. Yep. That's really where we are. I mean, yeah, they got Joe Burrow. Yes, yes, sir. Joe Burrow, but you know what? We got Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson showed a lot last <laughs> year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've had the conversation before. He does. He does. He does. Uh, he did show a good amount of uh, uh, improvement over the season. I think people kind of under, you know, uh, underappreciate what he did at, um, going into this, um, going into the, the last half of the season. Um, I think I, I even saw a stat somewhere. I, I remember something like that. he only threw most of his interceptions in the first four or five games. Yeah, I think he won when he got back from his injury. Yeah, that, that, that just tells you, you know, he's getting better. And we know NFL football is not something you're going to learn overnight. It's not going to take you a year. It's not going to take you two years. It's rare for guys to do this. I understand that there's, there's been guys coming in the NFL in the last 10 years that come and put on a show. But how many of them have st stood the test of time? None. Oh, very little of them. How about that? Not none, but very, there's a very small handful of guys that have come in and uh, in the first two years of their, of their career took off. They normally take three years at least. So if Zach could take a few steps forward, in my opinion, I'd be pretty happy. Like I said, um, honestly, I would like I would like nothing more than for my for Lafleur to get his his uh his offense um I'm all buttoned up um everybody's on the same page the running games get get starts humming um offensive line is like pounding people into the dirt and then Zach does not have to be Superman you know they promised him that they promised that the organization would hold him up. And he doesn't have to carry them on his back. And I think that's the kind of season we should be having. I think we should be having the Jets carrying Zach Wilson for most of the season where, yeah, I, I, I'm praying that he does put on a show a couple games a for the season where we were like, yes, that's the guy. That's the man. That's who we thought we, he would be. Uh, but for the most part, I would like defense, special teams, offensive line, running backs to kind of just – you know, pave the way for this man. Let him, let him, you know, get comfortable. And I, he, you know, he has the arm and the accuracy to kind of, you know, to to do what he got to do. So, I'm 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 pretty happy with everything. He threw nine picks in his first five games last year. There you go. And then the sixth game is the game where he got hurt at New England. Then he was out for a few games. And then when he came back, he threw a pick in his first two games, and then none his last. Five games he didn't throw one pick. So yep. Pretty good for a for a rookie that's 
played a handful of games because he obviously missed one, two, three. He missed four games. So that means he played uh, 13 games altogether all last year. So I, I think that's pretty good. And, and going back to his games in the second half, you know, after he came back from his injury, he did look much better. So, and we could see in the offseason, his, the, the camps, the mini camps, like DJ said, he looked good, looked bad, looked good. You know, like he looked bad at the beginning, but then he got better at the end. So let's hope that continues um, when um, when training camp starts. July 19th, remember we mentioned that. July 19th, the rookies show up, and then July 26th, the veterans uh, show up. So I think that's the offense, man. I think we, we covered it all. We covered special teams. So next week, we'll start the defense. We'll start on the line. We'll get to the tackles and the edge rushers. Um, all good stuff. We got a lot of new players there. Um, and I think that's it. If you guys got any questions for us, please drop us a message on Twitter. We're always on there. Um, Charmin at Grown Folk 1980, myself, CP7NY, or even the show itself at Liftoff Jets. Um, and just drop us a line. Got a question for us? If you got a topic you want us to, to discuss, we're always open, man. We're always open to chat. If you guys, if anybody wants to join us and hang out with us one day, you're more than welcome. Just let us know and we'll set something up. Um, and hopefully by the time the season starts, we'll have some guests on as well. Um, and that should be fun. So thank you for joining us and we will see you guys next week. Take it easy, guys.